We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Hey, be humble. Sit down. I stand up. I do my show standing like Pat McAfee. Or like any other person that stands when they host. It's better for you. It's better for your back. And better to, like, get into it, right? If you're sitting down and you're folded over, I feel like you don't sound as good. Keith McPherson on the fan checking back in. A five-hour KM to AM inside the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to take the calls that I have because these guys have been waiting. And uh, then we're going to start to talk about the New York football giants. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx. That's my guy. What's up, Josh? Hey, Keith. Tried to get a hold of you <laughs> on Tuesday, you know. But, you know, I just wanted to get your opinion on Hughes from the Devils. I know you want to talk giants. Oh, but, but we can uh, talk Devils. Jack Hughes is the man. Uh, he's a prodigy. He is what we thought he was. He's fast. Uh, he He's a threat whenever that puck gets by him like he will shoot whenever it's even in the vicinity of this kid he's sending it and uh i love his his swagger his moxie yeah. the uh canada media asked him you know what can what can the devils do out there to just find some more consistency and he's like consistency he's like I'm, we're on a nine game heater i think we're good i'm, I'm telling you man you are on a roll with this team man that that's a heaven sent to you man i'm, I'm just happy but anyway and the other, you know, forget about my Yankee point, but, um, you know, I just let the callers take the rest of it, man. And look, anytime, you know, you, you have me on hold, I'll hold until you get to me, man. I Thank you for it. having me, man. But, <laughs> Thanks, Josh. He probably was holding for two hours. <laughs> He's the man, though. He hits me up. He's very supportive on Twitter. He listens to all the WFAN shows, calls my show probably 80% of the time. And I uh, had to get to him. He he actually had next to his name, you know, Devils slash IKF. But there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing talking about. What, what, like, I'm done talking about the Yankees and IKF. You just heard Marco talk about, like, you know, the fans, let the Yankees hear it. And Josh Donaldson and IKF are under contract. And they will probably be in a competition when we get in spring training for the left side of the infield. And if they win it, they win it. It is what it is. Run it back. Run it back. Uh, moving along here. Jack in Rockaway, Queens on the fan. I don't keep uh, Jack, a lifelong uh, Brooklyn, New Jersey Nets fan. Nice. Same. I used to play about the Nets. Uh, just a couple comments about the Nets. And uh, just one quick thing about the Yankees. The, the, the Dodgers are the Yankees with the now. They, they get the best talent. They shoot for their championship and whatever happens. The Yankees now, they try to get in the playoffs and hope they squeak in somehow. Yep. But that's, I'll go back to the Nets. The, uh, I'm a lifelong uh, fan. I, I was very happy to see uh, – Signs of life of uh, Ben Simmons. We saw something that resembled Ben Simmons yesterday. Awesome. And a little bit the day before. So th- that's a very good sign for them. I just, you mentioned Brooke Lopez early in the show, and it just reminded me I'm like, 
we it's been about we haven't had a center. I've been watching Valachunas and Nurchits and guys for since Lopez has been gone. Sabonis. We're <laughs> watching all these teams bully us in the paint. We have Nick Claxton, but like just... he's a, he's a piece. Claxton is you can't have you can't have Simmons and Claxton. He's Two good. They're they're good, but yeah. they're not true centers, right? We had Jared Allen. You, well, we didn't. He also got bullied too. But don't forget, he was only nineteen yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, because he was a I little would, soft, gentle giant. I would like to take a flyer on uh, Boogie Cousins or the a uh, white side. We just a veteran clog the paint, get a rebound. Even Boogie could you get a little low post scoring. You can't go into the expect to build a championship with this team without a center. You can't get, <laughs> they're not you, winning and, a championship. And, but I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm with you, Jack. They need to make a move for a backup center. That really, actually, they need to make a move for a starting center because Claxton should be backing them, the backing up the actual center or uh, Ben Simmons, who they've been uh, putting at the five. I don't know. The Nets have to do something to add some different players to this team. They're not a championship contending team right now. No, no, they aren't. But they do. I didn't give up this on this year yet, and they have a lot of the problem is the pieces are redundant. The the, the like Mills and and uh, and um, uh, uh, Harris and they're all one trick ponies and he, he, look at Utah. Utah Watanabe, he can shoot the lights out. He should be starting. He's a nice one. I, I would like to. I heard John Collins is on the block, and I would love to do John it like Collins, PJ Washington, Sean Marks. Uh, Collins, Sean Marks Collins. needs to put his best work together for this season and this trade deadline to salvage this season, the last season that'll be Kyrie and KD together, and. To save his job, yeah. he, he he his seat is hot in my opinion. What, what a yeah he is what what a piece what a what a player Durant has been I go every game. What a player this yeah, year. Yeah, but he we, almost we, blew it last night. I, I love KD, but I'm holding him accountable. He almost blew it last he, night. He he did, but you, you remember the, like the poor guy's going. It, it, Kyrie's going to take a lot of pressure off the guy. Mm-hmm. He's been bringing it every night. It, yesterday, a lot of turnovers, silly fouls. But he still did, did his thing, and it was what a win for them. He better but hit Simmons his free really, throws. He's missing free throws late in the game, and, and that can't happen. I've been up here saying he's going to be one of the all-time greats. He just broke a record for the amount of 25-point uh, games to start a season. He just passed 26,000 career points. Make your free throws. Ben Simmons was three out of four when they were doing the hack of Ben late in the game. Yeah, well, just uh, one more thing. Can you imagine what the, the future would have looked like? Sometimes in hindsight, things are twenty twenty. Imagine we would have given Kyrie and Harden those five-year, two fifty million extensions. Yikes! <laughs> what it would have looked like with Houston every year picking number one overall with our picks. Yikes! So things work out. I think we, I think we won the Harden trade. I think Simmons has. Don't forget, he's only twenty-five. He's got a couple years left. Kyrie came in the deal. We had two number one picks with it, which one turned out to O'Neal. We still got Philly. I think we won that Harden trade. Yeah, though. Harden's not playing. He's. I'm watching the game right now. Tyrese Maxey just went down. They need James Harden right now. I can't wait till the Nets play the Sixers. That's coming up uh, Tuesday. And Maxey, yeah. from the looks of it, is not going to be available. So the Nets are going to go to Philly on Tuesday with Kyrie. I hope they smack the Sixers. We saw them do that last year when they went down there. Yeah. Keep on the show. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon. All right, bro? Thanks, Jack. Nobody cares about the Nets. Yes, they do. I mean, don't 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 turn this show into you know talking Nets. <laughs> we could do that. I could definitely do. I've I've done three episodes of talking Nets. Nets fans, check out the pod if you're not already subscribed. Talking Nets under Odyssey now. Myself, Robin Lundberg, and my OG host, the young boy Hudson Flynn. We've been talking about the Nets, man. There's always something to talk about. 
The never know Nets. That's what I've dubbed them now. You never know. You never know what you're going to get from the Nets organization. You never know what you're going to get from the Nets players. I stayed up to watch that game last night out in Portland. Portland's the number one team in the East right now. That's Chauncey Billups' club. That's Dame Lillard's club. They go out and get Jeremy Grant. They got a couple other guys in the mix. Anthony Simons, Yusef Nurkic. Like, they, they have a little decent squad. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. They go out there. Joe Harris starts off four from four, four for four from deep. Uh, ben Simmons has his best game. Royce O'Neal puts together a triple-double in the game-winning tip-in off the KD miss. KD hits your free throws, hits your free throws, hits your free throws. I said this on the podcast today. I listened to the ETCs, the Etcetera's podcast with Kevin Durant and Eddie Gonzalez. Eddie Gonzalez is someone I consider a friend. Uh, we live not far from each other. And a few years ago, I reached out to him to come on Talking Nets. Before I was on WFAN, I think we were in the pandemic, and he was cool enough to come on, and I've been connected with him. I've run into him in places. I ran into Katie and Eddie at the Home Run Derby in L.A. At, at Dodger Stadium. And I'm listening to their podcast last night, or two nights ago, and Katie's talking about how he's still thinking about the free throw he missed in the Dallas game when they fouled him shooting the three. And he could have hit all three free throws and won the game. He missed one. They tie it. They they end up beating the Nets in overtime. KD's like, man, I'm still thinking about that free throw. Hit your free throws. What happened last night in Portland? Late in the game. He missed a free throw. It's like, come on, KD. Come on, KD. You are an all-time great. And when it's all said and done, you're going to be one of the best basketball players of all time for what you did on the court and off the court. No one's going to be able to take that away from you. But come on, after you called out the team, the team picked you up. You called out your your starting five, your felt your fellow teammates, and they were there for you. They picked you up. Because if the Nets lose that game last night, people are going to be looking at KD like you missed another free throw. Uh, I think he had a foul late, and uh, he missed the shot to win it as well. So people that would have been a completely different scenario. Uh, either way, the Nets win. The never know Nets. You never know what you're going to get. Front office, team, who knows what we're going to get. Oh, Kyrie's coming back. They told me Kyrie would never play for the Nets again. There were people that called WFAN, and they wanted me to say that the Nets were better with Kyrie not playing. That's not true. <laughs> That's not. No one is better without Kyrie. Kyrie is a freak. Kyrie is an artist on the basketball court. Yeah, you can disagree with his. I disagree with a lot of his posts and things and his way of thinking. But if we just look at the basketball court and the player, the Nets are better with Kyrie Irving. He's under contract for this year. They said he went above and beyond to satisfy what he needed to do. He's not going to have to give up half a million dollars because he just missed eight games. I don't know the calculations, but 82 games, 40 million for the year. You you divide 40 million by 82 for you mental math guys. 40 million divided by 82. What's that per game? Times that by eight. That's the amount of money that Kyrie just lost in the last two weeks. He'll be back Sunday against Memphis, who the Nets can't beat. If you go go look at the last. I don't know, five meetings of the Grizzlies versus the Nets. The Nets can't beat them, whether it's in Brooklyn, whether it's in Memphis, Barclays, or uh, you know FedEx Forum. They can't beat them. And now they're without Desmond Bain. So the next two games for the Nets, the Grizzlies will be without Desmond Bain, who's very important to their scoring, their team, their defense. And then they face the Sixers without James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. And they get Kyrie back. The Nets are about to start winning some games, folks. Stay tuned. The Never Know Nets, you never know. They got the Raptors, who they've already beat. They've got the Pacers, who they've already beat. 
the Trailblazers, who they've already beat, the Magic, who they've already beat, the Nets right now, if they can get Kyrie back Sunday, and I and I pray that Kyrie comes back and sticks to just hooping and goes dark on social media, doesn't give the media anything in the post game, and just sticks to buying in to Jacques Vaughn's scheme and his plan for the Nets, which right now is ball movement and defense. Last night, the Nets had 32 assists. That's a season high. They were finding the open guy, an extra pass, an extra pass, and Utah is wide open for three. An extra pass, an extra pass. There's Joe Harris. Ben Simmons was aggressive. The Nets are starting to look like something despite all the turmoil and drama and negativity. Let's see what they do in the next couple weeks with Kyrie Irving back. I was talking about this with uh, Evan earlier. Doesn't on Sunday or Saturday, doesn't Kyrie have to do like a pregame something and just kind of just finish it? Just be like, this is the only time we're going to finish this now and then that's it. Doesn't he? At he doesn't one, have to do anything. We'd like that, right? This is what I would like. What, 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 it would, he should like that too. Just be, all right, you guys want to ask me, one more thing about this, and then that's it. And, and then it's over already. Kyrie Irving, I believe, knows he made a mistake. Kyrie Irving, I think, is the type of guy that does things without thinking them all the way through, does things without thinking about, wait, like, who could this potentially harm? Correct. Where is this going to go? Correct. He's. I really, I, I don't think, and I never thought he was anti-Semitic, and I don't think that he was pushing that movie to push anti-Semitic messages, I think he was doing some research and he saw some of that movie or read some excerpts from that book. And what he was putting out was, you know, Hebrews to Negroes. And he wanted people to know that my origin, right, as I'm looking up my heritage and where I came from is tied to the Hebrew, whatever. What I would like is for Kyrie to, in front of cameras and a microphone, which is hard for him to do, he... Whenever they put him in that position afterwards, he gets so defensive. He gets you so defensive because he I, and, and he is, said, "I'm not afraid of these mics. I'm not afraid of these cameras. It's not about that. It's about the reach and the impact that you have. Take responsibility. Be a grown man. Be accountable, and say I messed up. Okay? He's he's it's almost like he's too prideful for that, which is crazy. And it, it, Kyrie too prideful? Of course he's right. It's, <laughs> he's and it's one of those the things. He just thing. he thinks he's like. He thinks maybe he doesn't think he's smarter, but he thinks he's pure. He does think he's smarter. He thinks he's pure. He thinks he's too. a better human than like everybody else, and he's like the top notch. And he's trying to enlighten he he's everybody. He's this like all knowing guy yeah. that accepts everyone. But right. I, for me, I'm like the first thing I said was, "Why in the hell would you post that movie on the heels of the week that Kanye West had? Why would you jump into that pool? What was the motive?" What was the goal? What was the thought process, bro? What were you thinking? I don't think he was thinking that. That's what he wasn't thinking. He was thinking, oh, this is it's Twitter. I can put a link to this movie out there. He's not thinking that that movie is going to spike in downloads. I got on the podcast and I said, I don't have three hours for that. I don't have $11.99 for that. And that's not the type of film that I want to sit down and watch anyway. But a bunch of other people said, oh, what's behind this? That movie shot up. The book shot up. All of this nonsense went on for the last couple of weeks, but Kyrie's a basketball player. He missed eight games. Right, and I think he, I, I don't want to say he paid his dues, but this is it. He suffered a little he bit. He suffered a little. Hopefully he learned his lesson, and what I would like to see is some remorse. I'd like to, just like, hey, come down from your high yes. perch. Yes, I, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Before Sunday, get in front of a mic at practice on Saturday. Yeah, and just in be like, Brooklyn, let's, bro. Let's just, let's, let's end this now. 
because I can't do this the entire year. We're gonna. You guys ask me anything you want. I'll be. I'll answer them how I want to answer. It's them, up and to then him. That's it. It's up him. It's up to him to 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 dead it. It's up to him to kill it and not let it continue and linger right. on. Or it could just be maybe one of the provisions that wasn't leaked out was the Nets are like you were Nets NBA Adam Silver's like. When you're back, like you have to talk about this a little bit, like like you you have to you have to end the issue. You have to do this. He's, he's if going you do to be it, interviewed after the game. Yes, and there is a hundred percent chance that Nick Friedel from ESPN, who doesn't cover the Nets, I had a tweet that went crazy on Talking Nets where I said Nick Friedel doesn't cover the Nets. He covers Kyrie and Ben Simmons. He's on the Nets beat just for the drama. He's not talking about Utah Watanabe. He's not talking about Royce O'Neal. He's looking for the drama. He's he writes for ESPN. What well, is going to catch people's right? Well, I would eyes also in the say national that's... headlines. He's the one that was stirring the pot. He's the one that you heard asking Kyrie. Kyrie, why'd you post that? Nobody else did that. Right. He was trying to get that well, out. Of him. So also... he's going to ask Kyrie something. Yes. Maybe I mean, a, I, a few things. I would also say that ESPN is what that. I mean, that's his employer, right? So he's. He's probably taking an edict from them on you know what clicks. I I understand what you're saying about yeah. Nick, but I don't. It, this is not all on him. I'm sure the last thing he wants to do is continually him, like I, do this. I, something is up with with Nick Friedel. We used to have Malika Andrews, who I got to meet, and uh, you know I don't even like Malika Andrews anymore to be honest. But when Malika Andrews Jeez. is on the Nets beat, I, that's his opinions, right? We're in the opinions business. I'm giving you my opinion on other media members that I've cross paths with or read their work or how they cover my favorite team. And I'm just like, they're whack. Um, Nick Friedel, when he came on, I just knew they dropped him in for the drama. He was in Chicago with the Bulls. Then he was in Golden State with the Warriors. They moved him to the Nets because they're like, hey, we want you in the center of the chaos. And he Shows up and he's like, yeah. And he loves getting in front of the camera and saying, the Nets are the most dysfunctional organization I've ever seen. Shut up, bro. Talk about the basketball. Report on the games, not the drama and nonsense. We understand that's what you want to do, though, right? So with Kyrie, what I would like is him to be human. He talks about, I'm an omnist. I'm human. I accept everyone. I accept all races, all religions. We'll come down to our level and get on a mic and get in front of cameras and say this. I'm sorry for the people I hurt. I'm sorry for the people I offended. That was not my intention. I didn't think it all the way through. We've already read reports that he didn't watch the movie all the way through. I didn't think he did. I didn't think that a NBA basketball player that makes $40 million and has to travel around and go to practices and meetings and other things, also has three kids under the age of 10. I think his two little boys are both under the age of three. I did not think that Kyrie Irving was sitting down watching Hebrews to Negroes for three and a half hours. But I think there were parts of that documentary, which I also haven't seen, that he either agreed with or parts of that documentary that made him say, hmm, I think this is true and I want to share this with people. That was a mistake. And it was a, it was a huge mistake. It's another distraction, right? I can't even wear my Kyrie jersey out without somebody saying, you're anti-vax, you're anti-Semitic. Hey, I just, I just like the way this guy hoops. I'm a Nets fan. He's from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I've been rocking with him since you know he came out of high school. I would like Kyrie to, to end this and say, listen, I don't want, please respect my my privacy after this. Because we've heard him say that a bunch. You know, please don't dehumanize me after this. I'm, I'm being human right now. I apologize. Because his apology only came after the suspension via an Instagram post. That's not good enough, man. 
We want to hear it. We want to see it. Because if you don't show remorse, it just keeps lingering. And people will be able to keep saying you're this and you're that. And Kyrie has the opportunity to come back Sunday. It's a 7 p.m. game in Brooklyn where that night, late at night, he'll be able to speak his his mind. He'll be able to clear his name. He'll be able to say a couple things and, and answer questions that everybody will get to hear Monday morning. And I just hope that he doesn't fumble it. Um, but honestly, I, I think with Kyrie, it's a, a fool me once, fool me twice. He's going to fool you again. There's going to be something else. And I think the Nets understand, like, you're dealing with a guy that you don't know how to predict what he's going to post, what he's going to say, how he's going to act, how he's going to feel. And as a Nets fan, I've watched this guy miss games every year he's been here. <laughs> so him missing eight games, I'm like, oh, this is this is built in. Kyrie knew he was going to miss some games for some reason at some point, whether it was a family party, whether it was the insurrection day and he couldn't go to work. Uh, you know, when Kobe passed, he didn't show up. We've seen this as Nets fans. We've seen this as Nets fans. So I just hope that he buys in, comes back, and locks in and says, all right, we're going dark on social media. I'm Kyrie Irving. I have millions of followers, millions of dollars. What do I need to be promoting an Amazon link for? That was stupid, bro, especially with no context. Come back and lock in. Kevin Durant needs you. He talks about seven. Leave it. I'm not going to leave seven, right? Because, honestly, he's the one, in my opinion, that I think had a big part in Kevin Durant coming here anyway. He was never going to the Knicks, but he came to Brooklyn to be in New York and to play with his buddy Kyrie. They're both all world. And the comments that KD made the other day about, look at my starting five. You expect us to win because I'm out there, because number seven's out there. I think that also was a, a shot to the organization that right now you got me out here playing without Kyrie Irving. Why? Because Kyrie Irving posted a link. And it isn't as simple as that, but people have tried to simplify it as, oh, he just posted a link. He, yeah, he posted a link that led to the FBI putting out um, a warning for New Jersey synagogues. Uh, we don't we don't know the, the actual effects of, of what he did, you know, in totality yet, right? We don't know if, if someone was attacked or uh, we don't we don't know those little things, but it, it was reckless and I would just like to move on from it. He lost money. He supposedly went above and beyond to do what he had to do behind the scenes during this time. Come back, apologize, show some remorse, take accountability for your actions as a grown man, and then get back to doing what you were born to do, which is play basketball. And this is the last year you're going to play basketball in Brooklyn. And you've talked a lot about being from New Jersey, being a New Jersey Nets fan, going to see the Nets back when they had their finals runs. He talks so much about being in New Jersey and his friends, family, neighbors that are Nets fans. Well, you, you let us down again. Come back, play hard. This is it. This is it. Joe Sy, we know, does not want anything to do with Kyrie. After this year, he's not getting another contract. He's done. He's going to be somewhere else. So, Kyrie, come back, lock in. And uh, let's see if the Nets can salvage this season. I think they can. I don't think they're going to win the NBA Finals. But I think there's a chance that they win a decent amount of games, get better playoff position. And then once you get in the playoffs, who knows? Who knows? But I think this is it. This is the last dance for the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets fans, hit me on Twitter. Hit me at Talking Nets. Listen to Talking Nets podcast. That's probably all the Nets talk that we're going to do tonight. Uh, unless there's, oh, well, now there's phone calls. <laughs> for the Nets. We got a break. But when we break and come back, I'll take the Nets calls. I'm trying to talk about the Giants. <laughs> Keith McPherson on the fan. I'll be right. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Right back. Your official station to talk giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good days and good vibes. Friday vibes on the fan. Keith McPherson checking right back in a little bit after 9.30. On the second half of a five-hour KM to AM, thanks for joining me. Thanks for rocking with us on the free Odyssey app and on 101.9 FM, maybe 6.60 AM. Let's get back to the conversation. We were just talking about the Nets and Kyrie. And the Nets obviously came off a big win last night, 109-107. You may have been sleeping. You may not care about the Nets. You may not have even thought to watch that game, but I watched the whole game. That's the type of win that you need after Kevin Durant calls out his teammates. That's the type of win you need after they have a players meeting about Ben Simmons and his, uh, you know, just inability to look like Ben Simmons. He showed up last night. Joe Harris showed up last night. Utah Watanabe, who we thought might have missed a couple weeks, showed up last night. Japanese sensation. If you don't know, go check him out. Royce O'Neal, glue guy, big pickup for the Nets, in my opinion, going into this season. Uh, he had the game-winning tip-in bucket after KD missed. KD called out his teammates, and they didn't take it personal. KD did say no disrespect, and I don't think they took it as disrespect. They look happy to be out there with him. They were all sharing the ball, passing the ball. KD is going to be KD, right? KD is going to go out there and get 30. He's been averaging 31 points a game. I already told you uh, he just broke a record for the uh, amount of games. Let me get that exact number if I can. Kevin Durant, longest streak with 25-plus points to begin a season in the NBA all-time. He's at 16. And uh, Elgin Baylor 
Elgin Baylor was at 22, Rick Barry was at 25, and then Wilt Chamberlain was at 26, but then also 80. So he's not going to get up there. But there's a chance that he he's second behind Wilt Chamberlain, and uh, he's also over the 26,000 career points mark. Now think about him missing a whole season and him being hurt a bunch of seasons. KD probably should be at 30,000. Uh, but either way, the Brooklyn Nets are 7-9, and nine, and as much as a dumpster fire as they've looked, as dysfunctional as we know they are, they still have superstar a superstar in Kevin Durant. They still have talent around that superstar. And they have Kyrie Irving coming back, who's one of the top players in the league, no matter what you think about him. The guy is all-world. He's an artist with the basketball in his hands. He's going to help the Nets. I hope he buys in to the ball movement, passing the ball, sharing the ball, and I really hope he buys in on the defensive end. The Nets only stand to get better with Kyrie Irving. And they also stand to get better making some trades and some moves. There's some guys on this team that uh, they can move. But, yeah, the hope is, and this is my hope. I don't know if this is everyone's hope. There's definitely some Nets fans that were saying, blow it up. I was saying blow it up because I'm like, whatever. If you don't want Kyrie to come back, then then trade him. And then also trade Kevin Durant. And let's start looking down the road. What, what's the point in being all in for this year if you're not really all in this year? Like, you're cooked this year. So start making moves for next year. They're trying to figure it out this year. And uh, Kyrie will be back Sunday in Brooklyn. If you're going to the game, he'll be back to face the Memphis Grizzlies. My hope is this. My hope is that he's apologetic, he's remorseful, and he's he's you know showing some type of just like realness, right? Uh, he was very standoffish, and I think he was offended uh, when he was in front of mics and cameras uh, the last three times he had an opportunity to kind of you know throw some water on this whole situation. Um, from what we read and what we heard, he was offended that he was being called anti-Semitic because he feels like, you know, he said, if I know who I am, I can't be anti-Semitic. I know who I am. I know where I come from. I'm not anti-Semitic. Kind of hint- hinting that, like, being anti-Semitic would be being hateful against my own origin. That, that's a lot of deeper thinking than most sports fans want to do, honestly. The stuff that Kyrie reads and the stuff that Kyrie puts out is is much deeper than uh, most of us uh, care to do basketball's got a ton of casual fans they don't care about that they just want to see him go out there and shoot the three cross somebody up uh you know have a, a ridiculous layup you know in uh in the paint going up against three defenders and he'll get back to that so uh we'll take your calls right now at 877-337-6666 on Kyrie for the rest of the hour but we're moving on it's a football Friday I guarantee you I'm going to get to the New York football Giants and the matchup against the Lions. I did a two-hour show yesterday uh, with C-Mac. C-Mac filled in for Kim Jones. And you guys probably heard the first hour, but not the second hour. And there's some things that I want to revisit and hit on now uh, that will have you know more time to talk about it and uh, more people will be able to hear it. I'm not sure how many people tuned in on the exclusive uh, Odyssey app only show that we did for the extra hour. So these next calls are all for Kyrie and the Nets and once we go to the break in the update and we get out of the nine o'clock hour we'll move on to the New York football Giants let's go to Max in Laurelton you are on the fan hey uh what's going on how's your night good good holding it down hoping I'm making some people's nights and entertaining and people are enjoying and just trying to move things along well on the uh, spirit of moving things along I'll uh, keep talking about Kyrie and uh I think the issue with uh, him is not so much this issue, which we're all focusing on right now. It was uh, the issue that we had coming into the season, and that was 
We knew Kyrie was going to cause a problem. We just didn't know what. And this is the problem now. The, the new problem is now this problem's gone. So the problem is what is he going to do next? Yeah. And we all know he's going to do something next. And if you think that the whole season is going to be roses, it's just going to be Simmons and Durant and Kyrie, no I mean, way. that'd be great. But yeah, I'm no going to way. tell you right now, Kyrie is going to do something again. And that's what really people are trying to say, but they're not saying. They're just focusing on this. But the problem is that Kyrie is going to do something again. We don't know what. You can bank on it. That's it, why I said fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. The, the Nets are going to allow Kyrie back in to fool them again. And then what? You know, we don't know what it's going to be. It's it's unpredictable. You can't predict what he's going to post, what he's going to say, when he's going to want to leave, when you know, when he's going to want to not show up. Like it just is what it is. I don't think it's even going to last more than a month. So yeah. I'm we sorry. We should be taking that, bets uh, on on how this. long he'll be back for. Um, just to talk about the Giants and Jets real quick, because I know you want to do that. Um, both those teams have quarterbacks that are game managers. We know that game managers don't succeed in the playoffs very often, but um, I hope the New York teams do really well and um, get some playoff experience, but um, they're game managers. I think that's why people have this semi-optimism and are just happy with what's going on, but no one's going all in. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Max. Um, I'll add to that uh, before we get to the next Kyrie call. Zach Wilson is in his second year. Zach Wilson has not played a full season from his first year to his second year yet. He doesn't even have a full season of NFL games under his belt. The kid's got moxie. He's 23 years old. He kind of pushed back against the media, which is good and bad, right? I feel like inside that Jets locker room facility, you know, that those guys think that they are already one of the top teams in the AFC like that they they don't look at themselves as the same old Jets. And for a 23-year-old kid in his second year, going to face Bill Belichick's defense in Foxborough, a defense that he's thrown seven interceptions against in 10 quarters of football, for him to push back against the media, I think the coaches are building him up. I think his teammates are building him up. And his own words, he said, I, I, I feel like everyone outside of this building doesn't know what they're talking about. Everyone outside the building, Zach? There's not one other football guy outside the building. None of these guys that have covered the Jets for 20 years Know something about football? Know something about the New York Jets? I don't know, young man. That is uh, risky business. Say less. Say less. Let your play do the talking. I know you're frustrated. And I know they asked you a question. They asked him a question about his emotions. Oh, you were emotional coming off the field. I mean, you ask any grown man about being emotional, they, they get de they get defensive. Wait, what do, you, what do you mean I was emotional? Yeah, I was emotional. Okay. And then he tried to defend himself. So I think that clip was really Zach Wilson being like, you know, pushing back a little bit. But you, you got to be careful with that. Because now you've given them a clip and some audio that if you go out there and struggle again and, and don't play well and you lose that game, that's going to come back to bite you. That's not going to look good. Be humble. It is hard. I know. But just be quiet. Say less. Take the, the Daniel Jones approach. Daniel Jones doesn't really say too much. Vanilla Vic is out there running the ball, throwing the ball. They're calling him a game manager. He's taking that. That's fine. He's a game manager who has managed to win seven out of nine games this year. And he's looking for eight out of ten coming up this Sunday. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'm going to break this down again. When we come back, I think we've got two more Brooklyn Nets Kyrie calls. And 10 o'clock is going to come. 
and we're going to start talking Jets and Giants football right here on The Fan. BRB. Argue about it. Call The Fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. No diggity, no doubt. Hello. How are you? How's it going? Going pretty good for me. Enjoying myself. Hopefully you're enjoying listening tonight. A five-hour KM to AM. We'll do the uh, Kyrie Nets calls. And then we got to talk about the Giants, man. There's so much to talk about. Is it a trap game? Is it not a trap game? The crossover between the relationships with the Giants and the Lions. Brian Dable and Dan Campbell used to work together. I'm sure you heard about that. Kenny Galladay, you know, big receiver that the uh, Giants signed coming out of Detroit. Will he get an opportunity to redeem himself this weekend? I think he will. Is he looking for revenge against his old team? Probably not. Doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Running the football. There's some good running backs that are going to be on the field. I talk about Saquon Barkley being a home run hitter. DeAndre Swift is as well. And uh, they also have Jamal Williams over there. He's got a bunch of touchdowns. He runs hard. Did you watch Hard Knocks? You watch Hard Knocks, right? If you're an NFL fan, you most likely watch Hard Knocks every year. If you watched Hard Knocks, you saw the Detroit Lions. You saw that they're all about grit. And they're trying to embody the spirit of Detroit. And winning in the NFL is hard. So so hard it has brought Dan Campbell to tears when they didn't even win. He's been emotional in post-game press conferences that they lost just because they were that close to winning. And now they're coming off back-to-back wins. They started this season 1-6, and six, had some close games, some close games against good teams. Can't really play that much defense, though. That's what's plagued them. They, they give up points. And they're coming off back-to-back wins, looking to come to New Jersey and get their third win in a row so that they'll be at 4-6, and six, feeling like they got an outside shot. The Giants are in the playoffs. The Lions are fighting, thinking they've got an outside shot if they just keep getting wins, stacking wins. But I think the Giants are a better coach team. I think the Giants have enough talent, and they know that the stakes are higher now. The perception has changed. They're not a rebuilding first-year head coach team anymore. They have jumped over all of those expectations, and now they're expected to get into the playoffs. So we'll, we'll get into that conversation soon. Let's go to Stan in Westport, Connecticut, on the fan. Hey, great show, as always, and very thoughtful. That's what I love about you. But uh, let me just say, it's a sad state of affairs, unfortunately, with controversy. And I think the young man is trying to find his truth, as he says, and I respect him for that. However, I think the where you get over the line to conspiracy theories and ugly ones that uh, is, you know, look, you know the movement, right? There's a black Israelite movement. They believe persons of yeah, color. They showed up to the Barclays Center. And there's, you know what? It, it would, to me, I mean, look, I'm a white person and a Christian, but I don't believe the, the Messiah was a light-skinned fair-haired, blue-eyed dude like you see in <laughs> Depicted, right? It's just not real. But the problem is there was a Holocaust. It's real. And the people that were self-identified as 
Jewish people of the Hebrew faith, however they came to that place, were mass murdered. It's that simple. That's the truth. So that's where I think it gets ugly and this crossing of the line is, uh, you know, it blurs the truth and it makes it just awful. And I hope the young man comes through it and can learn from it. And we all can. And, you know, look, my, my test for racism is real simple as a white person. And to other white people, it's like, if you cry during Amistad more than once and you cheer like crazy, especially at the end of Django, then you're not a racist. It's that simple. That's my litmus test. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Stan. <laughs> I'm like, what? All right. Give me a second, bro. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at what he said. I'm laughing at, like, that's where my show is right now at. We had <laughs> almost 10 o'clock. And that's, what, and that's what happens when you start talking about Kyrie. We're talking about Amistad and Django. I didn't, I didn't have that on the bingo card tonight, Keith. That's not how I'm judging anybody's racism. I don't I don't know about your movie selection or movies you've watched. Racism is something you know when you see it. You can you can clearly see it and smell it and hear it. It doesn't have to do with movies, <laughs> films, uh re, re Django is 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 fake. <laughs> and uh Amistad, I think I told this story on WFAN. Amistad when I was in high school, Ocean Township High School sophomore year, advanced history oh, i forget what my teacher's name is or was uh, hopefully he's still living but you know of course you learn about slavery in school and i was in an advanced history class and i think the only other black person in that class was my good friend tiffany grant she's great she's scholar and went on to um take a full scholarship to run uh track at georgia tech i remember they wanted to do, uh, you know, her versus me in the 400. We were close. I think we were both running around like 55, 56, 400. And, uh, you know, she stayed in class and sat through Amistad. I wasn't going for it. I wasn't going for it. I told my teacher straight up. I'm like, bro, you don't realize. Like, I'm like, I, I understand the gist of the movie. I never watched the whole movie. But, like, when that movie came out, there were people, like, mocking the movie and the give us us free and saying lines from the movie. I'm like, as a young black man in this class, I don't want to be subjected to the jokes. I don't want to be subjected to the eyes. I don't want to be subjected to once that bell rings, people still talking about Amistad as I go to my next course, my next class. Uh, I'm going to sit this one out. And my teacher respected that. But he still sent me to the library and was like, well, you got to write a paper on uh, some book, and I'm like, that's fine. I'm just not sitting in class all week as we watch Amistad for a 45-minute period through, like, four or five classes and going through the immaturity that I know some of my classmates will have. Like, I'm just not going for it. I'm not beat for it. And uh, I think I got, like, an 80-something on the paper, but I got to go to the library and kick it and, and not sit through that nonsense. Um, with Kyrie, he never came out and said that the call, the Holocaust didn't happen. And uh, I think it's ridiculous whenever you hear people like the black Israelites preaching that outside of Barclays Center or anywhere. Um, I also learned a ton about that in school. I also read uh, Anne Frank's diary and all of these other movies and books. We all we all did, I think. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to take the show that place, but uh, I just hope that Kyrie comes out and is remorseful, is sincere, is apologetic. And then we can move on from this. He, uh, you know, put something out there as he was trying to 
you know, search for his truth and and what he believes and whatever you believe it all that doesn't matter. Um, we're here tonight to talk about sports, and I think what unites all of us and what we all have in common is that we're sports fans. I don't care where you're from, what you look like, what you believe. I try to stick to the sports on my show, and that's what we're going to do. So let's break it down again. When we come back inside the 10 o'clock hour, I'll take the last Kyrie call, but I see the Giants fans are on the line. We're going to talk about the G-Men right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 